You're about to experience Filling the Air with Words, version 2.0, honoring Jane Shannon, who co-created this sometimes snarky, sometimes profane, usually entertaining, conversational podcast. On the Zoom line again, my cousin Naomi Plant. So many of you have contacted us to tell us how much you enjoy listening to Naomi. How could I refuse to bring her back again? And we're going to bring her back again and again until she gets tired of talking to us. So how are you, Naomi? Tell me about Vancouver, British Columbia today. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> That's, that's Charlie. There's another fan. He's like immediately happy to hear my voice. I know. He's, he, that's it. I mean, he's he's the mascot of, of yeah, Philly. I love it. have no idea why in the world he is barking, but he is now sitting. I, you see him? Well, yeah, he's kind of over there. I can see him there. Yeah, yeah. he's coming to say hello. I am fine. Thank you. And the joke's on you, because if you think I'll ever get tired talking, I won't. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just compelled to talk at length. <laughs> but things are good in uh, British Columbia. It is a bright, sunny day. That always makes me happy. I'll probably get out for a wild swim later. So, yeah, I can't really complain. Let's talk about your sea swimming. I would like to know what it is and why you do it. Well, the hint is on the label. It's swimming in the sea. <laughs> and uh, I do it because I like it. And I like how I like how free I feel in the water. You know, the way some people describe they love snowboarding because of the speed and that they're focused on the moment. And yeah, that it's just thrilling. Um, I don't love speed and going downhill because I tend to stop things with my face. So I retire <laughs> my snowboard. And, um, Maybe one day I'll revisit it. We'll see. But I think two concussions is is more than anybody wants. Whoa! And I was, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, I, I literally that, that wasn't a joke, just a fact. I stopped things with my face, <laughs> so I fell <laughs> twice on my face over a different period of time. Doing what? And then my I, I have snowboarding. To know. Snowboarding. Yeah, oh. snowboarding. But I fall all the time. I fall all the time. I'm very, very clumsy. My friends, like people who know me a very long time, if I fall and trip over, by the time they haven't even looked around, by the time I've gotten back up because it's so frequent. <laughs> um, I, I, no, seriously, I was walking down the street with a friend of mine and a couple of her friends, and we were going to a gig back in Dublin a few years ago. And I, the slightest crack, my ankles are so weak, they just roll, and I was spread eagle, and everyone's like, oh my God, Celia, your friend. And she looked around, and she's like, oh yeah, she'll be fine. And two seconds later, I got up, and they're like, see, I told you, she does this all the time. And her other friends were like appalled. So they were like, oh my God, Celia, that's so cold. And she's like, no, 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 this is so frequent. I can't react every single time. She falls all the time. But uh, obviously the ones with the snowboard were a little bit more serious. And yeah. then I was having some problems with my knees I love hiking obviously here in beautiful British Columbia we have a lot of things that we can do with hikes and mountains and snowshoeing but my knees did not like it anymore so I needed to find something else to do and I was during the lockdown just going to the beach quite a bit and I enjoy I've always enjoyed swimming but I haven't had access to a beach before or the sea being as close and then I just started going down every day and then I was like what if I just continue to do this for as long as possible like my goal was like I'll try and do this every day for a year and um, so far it's been every other day because other things happen and you can't go but I've been since June at least three times a week every wow. week wow sometimes it was every day other times it wasn't but like at the very minimum it would be three times a week normally so June in British Columbia, July in British Columbia, August, 
September, water's probably pretty comfortable. Yeah, it's not too bad at all, yeah. And I'm thinking, once you start hitting October, November, December, etc., it's pretty effing cold. Yeah, they're, uh, it would be chilly. <laughs> um, I Initially, I was, so I met a, eventually I met a couple of people down there because people, you know, get to talking to you. The first time everybody spoke to me, it was actually because I thought I was in distress. Oh. There was a whole scene on the beach. I was completely fine. They were just concerned as to how long it was taking me to get through a current and they deemed me in distress. But I'm, I was just not strong enough. <laughs> I was completely fine. I think I was more... It was more likely that I would die of embarrassment than of the actual water drowning me because there was a whole ton of people with their hands up to their eyes looking out to see. Like it was Moby Dick trying to be like, is this woman okay? What's going on? And calling people over. And I was like, oh God, what are they all doing? And so when I eventually got in, they're like, we were worried about you. I'm like, I know, you're as subtle as a brick, all 20 of you there standing looking at me, but nobody coming into the water. And I wasn't waving or anything, but we got to talking. And then because I go down frequently, I kind of have like a little swim community now. And then when it got to October, everyone was like, oh, this one's, this Irish one's crazy. Um, she, she'll give up soon. And then they all kind of started coming along with me, I think almost like begrudgingly, because one of them said like, you're kind of shaming us into doing it. Because if you're a newbie, some of these people have been swimming there 30 years. They're like, if you're going to keep on sticking it out, we can't have you showing us up kind of thing. <laughs> so a couple of more people came. Some people stay in swimsuits, some people swim in wetsuits. And yeah, we've been doing it, doing it, a good gang of us doing it since then. And then other people, it's really nice. This young man stopped the other day to say, uh, he just wanted to say hello. And I wasn't there this day. My friend told me this and to say that he found us, um, this is really sweet. He found us inspirational and that he thought it was great that we, live outside our comfort zone and that we inspired him to do the same and said you don't know this but like I've told my family and my friends and my colleagues about you guys and now he started coming down as well and I think he's, he's a pretty young guy like 25 year old and he came down with his friend and his boyfriend and a big gang of people and now they're starting to do it as well so that's really sweet but I think the lowest temperature I've swam in is four degrees four oh, degrees celsius yes which is which is what Fahrenheit? No idea Fahrenheit. I'd have to look. Um, I only do. I'm gonna have to look because it's very important. But that's really cold. I think it says 39 Fahrenheit. Is that oh, right? Oh, four degrees. Let's see. Celsius. This is great. Is what in Fahrenheit? Here we go. You are so right. You win today, 39.2 degrees, which is just ridiculous. So explain to me when you go in a temperature like this, do you just dive right in or do you stick your toe in or do you use the old lifeguard trick, which I learned when I was lifeguarding of putting your hand in the water and then taking the water on your armpits and just, and then diving in. <laughs> Uh, it depends because we're at the beach and we're exposed like on days where there's no wind and there's a little bit of sunshine it's obviously more pleasant but like I've been out there when it's windy and raining and all of that kind of thing so it depends on the day and it depends on my like emotional and mental metal that day like some days you're really feeling it and I'll just dive right in um, and we've actually got, it's gotten to a stage where people take photographs when we're in the water because they think what are they doing because there's days where there's been snow on the beach and we still get into the water oh my um, People presumably think we're lunatics. Um, I'd love to know where these photos end up. You know what I mean? If somebody got them framed in their home, be like, there's a 
I hope so. That would make me really happy. Um, but we've started to take just a wave of people because at first we were kind of like, this is a bit weird that people are taking photographs and now we're just like, whatever, just do a pose. Um, but I do that thing with the water. Like if I'm feeling a little bit sheepish, I try to just dive in and kind of control my breathing and kind of just like not give in to the kind of panicked feeling that your body feels from the frigid temperatures. But yeah. sometimes I put the water on my arms and on my chest and I'll stay to my waist and then kind of psych myself up to go in. It's just weather and yeah, emotion dependent. And how long do you stay generally? It depends. So like, like some of my friends won't swim in the sea here, even in the summer. And in the summer I'll stay in for ages. I'll go swim from where I swim from is English Bay down to third beach. I don't know how long that is, but it's a while. You'd be in the water, like maybe 40 minutes. Wow. But in, or maybe longer but in the winter the longest we've been in one of the ladies times it and has a little temperature gauge on her wrist so that's how we know what it is and I think the longest we've stayed in is about 20-25 minutes wow. you're supposed to stay in a minute or two per degree is what's recommended so as we kind of got used to it like we're not going to be irresponsible you don't want to go in and get like some kind of cramp and be stuck out in water and somebody has to try and get you or anything like that. Like we don't, right. we don't ever push it. Like we started with, okay, let's see how okay this is. And we're like, all right, we feel good at about 10 minutes, but at 15 minutes we were colder for longer for the rest of the day. So we try to be responsible with it, but some people are like with everything. Some people are more comfortable with longer and some people like to get out after five minutes. It's all the one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Depends on personal preference. And this is a non wetsuit situation for you. Yeah, I never, I don't wear a wetsuit. I've been just wearing my swimming togs the entire time. Do you have a special swimming tog for this kind of swimming? No, it's just my, like, my swimsuit. It's just Irish people call them, well, some Irish people just call them togs. Your swimming togs, your swimming suit, your swimming costume. It's just like a regular, like, one-piece deal. Yeah, yeah. Black, got lots of flowers on it, you know, nothing, nothing special. <laughs> so do you just have one that you swim in all the time? <laughs> The funny thing it is like it's Fred Brayer it's ready to fall off it's just the collective will of everybody on the beach keeping it on at this point I need to get a new one but it's um yeah it's just like it's just the swimsuit I've been using since summer and yeah I need to I'll need to replace it soon I did get a fancy gift to go with my wild swimming though my dad very kindly gifted me a dry robe which is <clears throat> really big jacket with kind of um a windproof kind of like that outer shell and yeah. then the inside is kind of fleece lined but it's also really big with big wide arms kind of like um like one of the ladies has a halloween costume where she dressed up as a monk and that's what she changes under because yeah it's hilarious it's hilarious she's such a lovely lady as well and she she always looks like she looks like to me like she's at a 1950s pin-up kind of calendar she has a lovely little hat with the you know button under your chin and she's she's really she's quite darling uh we what do we call her we were calling her a waif that she looks like something from a dickinson's novel sometimes because she's pale and willowy when she goes into the water anyway i digress and uh, the coat is designed for the purpose of wild swimming. So you can fit your arms in inside of it because it's kind of like a cloak on you and you can, you know, wiggle in and out of your clothes, but you're also protected from the elements and you can keep warm and everything else. So my dad sent that to me for Christmas and because of the post, the way it is, it arrived in February, but I'm very grateful for it. It's really uh, <laughs> helpful. What are the benefits of swimming in 39 degree salt water, I assume, right? It is salt water, yeah. Um, I don't know, like lots of people say that, like some people, well, actually for the lady who I just mentioned, um, she has arthritis in her spine and has some pretty severe like back problems from years of, she was a nurse for a long time and then she worked with uh, children with behavioral and other kind of needs. 
and um so kind of very physical work and she said the cold when it kind of like just shocks the base of her back and she's in it for a long time she doesn't feel back pain for the rest of the day the way she did previously there's another person who goes and he read all sorts of things where you know there's ions in the water and it's supposed to be good for you because it teaches your so if your nervous system is in panic which can happen sometimes and you know if there's high stress if you're going through something that's a lot in your personal life he believes that if you breathe and can cope in the water you're teaching your body to cope through any stressful moment and that kind of muscle memory or creation will kick in for me i just like how it feels like if i didn't enjoy it i wouldn't do it uh, which is why I don't go to the gym because <laughs> I don't enjoy that. So why torture yourself? I really, really like the swimming. It was my thing instead of uh, of hiking. I like how the salt feels. I love the freedom of it. I love bouncing around in the waves. I like the idea that I'm like I can't believe I just spent 20 minutes in there. I've gotten I swam in glacial wake or lakes since as well, and I kind of just love that you're just. It's beautiful kind of scenery. Like I get to walk five minutes from my house and I'm in, I'm in the ocean and I get to like, you know, have that feeling of sand under your feet and the freedom of the water. And I like to lie there and float. Like a lot of people laugh at that. I just float for like 10 minutes if I feel like it just on my back. Even at this time of year, actually, somebody was like, what is she doing? And then they asked me to lie back down so I could get a photo. And the second time it was not as fun. My brain got total brain freeze <laughs> just from lying in the water. But I just, I just like how it feels. Um, particularly at this time, it's it's like a little stability in a time that's feeling very unstable. I think that was a nice thing. And there's a kind of there's a community down there now of people. Like sometimes we bring little snacks, and we're all socially distanced. Um, but that was something else that we were doing at a time when you couldn't really see anybody. There'd be one or two of us down there and be getting into the water at the same time, and it's something to get you out of the house. And it just yeah the feeling of freedom and then that nice little community feeling and it just always feels good to splash about and have fun you know here's a crazy question for naomi plant of Vancouver, british columbia can you elaborate on that <laughs> elaborate on the term fun <laughs> well just what it feels like i mean the importance to you personally of, oh, yeah. of doing that at this time <laughs> yeah sorry i'm only teasing um huh. i think it's really important so i I think anything that kind of brings you joy is really important anyway. But at this moment in time, because of the C word and we're all like heavily restricted and anxiety and everything else is at an all time high. And we're seeing all sorts of, you know, I mean, lots of different communities just being attacked and belittled. And, you know, we're none of us are any, this, it's not a secret to anybody, you know what I mean? Like Black Lives Matter movement. And then there's been a recent, murder of a woman walking home in England there's lots of terrible terrible shit happening and even though it's important to be aware of those things and acknowledge them it's also important to just have some fun and some frivolity so as you know because I go on about it as length the things that bring me joy are uh, Queer Eye and the entire cast uh, RuPaul's Drag Race both the UK and US edition and this sea swimming thing like I just love it like I just I just like it just it just feels good and it feels fun and just for the purpose of it being fun it's not a product of anything it's not going to get me anything I'm not going to be able to sell anything I can't make any money out of it it's not going to increase my social status if such a thing even exists anything like that it's just for the joy the joy of it and I think things like that are really important at a time like now and I think they're really important even as an adult because you stop doing things just for the crack and for the laugh. You kind of become 
well I don't know maybe other people don't but I do you're kind of you there's this like serious kind of mantle where like well what does that get me at the end like if I do a drawing it has to be brilliant as opposed to it just being the enjoying of the creativity so I've been trying to do more of that in my life like when I was on the train I don't think I shared this with you I used to bring a bubble wand with me just because I like I'm sorry we had a zoom (laughs) issue when you were on the train what I used to bring a bubble wand with me ah. yeah because I, I I like blowing bubbles I think it's fun and uh, I used to do it in Ireland off my little window balcony and I do it here and I kind of thought why don't I just do bring it on the train as well and I notice here when you're here uh, I don't know if I've noticed so much with men but women are always excited to see bubbles I don't know what it is I don't know if it makes them think of like phone parties or bibbity boppity boo and their fairy godmother is going to come along but women are always happy to see bubbles or little kids and you see them like kind of clapping and looking to see where they come from and if they're coming from above and I'm on the 15th floor if there's people they don't know where it's from and you just see this like yeah pure joy and wonder so I just started bringing it on the train just for myself because it's almost like a little meditation practice if you will and then if there were kids on the train and they saw bubbles coming from nowhere like just out the side they'd be delighted and it's just a nice thing to get to do so uh that's in the same kind of vein of what do bubbles do absolutely nothing but they make me happy like so what difference does it make so yeah i I sometimes have a bubble wand in my bag (laughs) do you ever take the bubbles into the sea i haven't done that i should give that a go I think that would be pretty spectacular because I agree with you on, on bubbles. I I mean, there is something about bubbles that are so good. In fact, I haven't admitted this to a lot of people, but I feel like because it's part of the bubble conversation, we've gone from sea swimming to bubble blowing. (laughs) I learned in high school, thanks to a very dear friend, how to blow bubbles with saliva. Oh, wow. Beautiful. <laughs> Isn't Beautiful. that great? Isn't that great? Sure, sure. Uh, that brings you joy. That's great. I, well, yeah. I think it's gross, and it makes me think of like a Roald Dahl book of like a little kid. <laughs> Well, yeah, absolutely. But I that's, think... also, that's also fun. That's it's like, yeah, that's fine. And, and you know what the best? There were two things about that that I really okay. enjoyed once I learned was you could gross out anybody. 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 It's just like, yeah. Yeah. Is like that. I and immediately recoils like you were going to do it over Zoom. I immediately just lean back. <laughs> I haven't done it in a long time. I could try to to see, but this is really this is really bad. I feel like I'm going to need to go to confession after I tell you this. We used to, you know, I'm a recovering Catholic, which I believe we've talked about, and we used to go to mass and sit in the first row of the balcony. And of course, there were, once I was trained in saliva bubble blowing, my friends were trained by me in saliva bubble blowing. And you'd never guess what we would do during mass hanging over the balcony. What do you think we might have done? So gross. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we did. And, and, um, you know, we'd be up there for an hour. And if you got really, well, there was a technique in getting your saliva going. And that, of course, was chewing a certain kind of gum. I mean, there were all sorts of things about this that were pretty amazing. Would you like me to teach you how to do this? Um, it, well, you know, lots of people are putting pressure on social media things. Ah. Like, oh, what have you done during COVID? Have you upskilled? Oh, Jesus, Robert. <laughs> 
I didn't blow it off my tongue, though. I, I'm pretty. That's good, but I, I didn't realize I so just like such a nervous stomach. I'm like, oh, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, should I? You couldn't not... say the words to my, but to my mother, or she'd start to retch, and I think I just felt a little bit like. Oh, so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Good uh, for you. Enjoy your bubble blowing and whatever means. Live your truth. I just think I'll subscribe to the regular wand. And regular solution. wand. Do you have a favorite brand of bubbles that you buy? No, no, I, I just, I've tried to make the solution myself, not very successfully, but I have a friend who is a magician and he said he would send me uh, like a little recipe for one that somebody he knows who does the really, really big bubbles, you know, the ones that kids can like stand in and yeah. make over them. So I um, yeah. thank you for reminding me, I completely forgot about this. So I will ask him if he will send me that and perhaps I'll start fashioning my own solution. I think that would be great. And and if, in fact, you do go, you combine sea swimming and... Yeah, that's a good idea. I don't know why I never thought of that. Oh, my goodness. I mean, there, there are endless possibilities. Yeah. I guess because I go into the water to swim, I'm never thinking of carrying something. Yeah. Like, sometimes I go in with a woolly hat on my head just to kind of keep my head a little bit warmer. Yeah. And then if I decide to float, I have to like hold it up in the air and lie back. So my friend has a photo of me doing that, like me in repose and just one arm in the air with my, my fluffy hat. Like it's a mast on a sad ship. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so I don't think of the bubbles because I'd have to have them like, yeah, I'd have to swim and then bring them in for when it's just my recreational point. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I unfortunately have to wrap in seven minutes. What do you got left? Give me something. Oh, yeah. Here's your chance to just go on about anything you want for six minutes. Oh, okay. Sea swimming was very light and fluffy. So now I can do my like uh, indignant female bit. Can I? Yeah, please <laughs> go. Uh, yeah, I've been ranting a little bit. Ranting is a, a wrong word, actually. I have been expressing my opinion and feelings for it women's issues so there's been a lot of things happening um in the last since we last spoke so it was obviously international women's day uh which is great and then there was the whole Meghan markle having the fortitude of spirit and uh to reveal all she revealed and you know those of us who are familiar with the crown aren't really that surprised that they're racist because it's an establishment born of colonialism and oppression so <laughs> Um, it's just nice to hear somebody else call it out and then for other people to get on board. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting that it's it, it took an American celebrity being like mistreated so hor horribly by people she should trust for people to kind of sit up and be like, yeah, you know what, this is bullshit. It's been bullshit for hundreds of years. So I really felt for Megan. And then in that week, I had a couple of just really crappy experiences with um situations where I was just kind of like this is ridiculous that this is how I have to live and then sadly the last thing I'm sure you've read about it already with Sarah Everard being murdered in London while she was walking home through Brixton so that's a lot of awful things in a very short amount of time that is specifically related to violence against women and everybody's talking about it and people are up in arms and then you have some people being like well you know all men aren't like that and you should just like not walk late at night and it makes me want to scream <laughs> because I should be able to walk wherever I effing please and I should be safe that should not be the issue we shouldn't have to limit ourselves or shrink ourselves to nothing to fit into society where it doesn't value women's safety 
other people should need to change. So yeah, I've been on a mad one with that this week. I complained to Uber about an Uber driver who thought it was appropriate to lock all the doors when I got in, even though I have paid for it already via an app and I'm a woman traveling on her own in during the day in relatively safe area of downtown Vancouver. I'm not going to like Daniel Craig and roll out of the door without paying the fair you know I just don't understand the logic in you doing that and if you're not aware that that might be a unsettling situation for a woman I'm educating you about that and good for you for being so privileged that you don't have to consider your safety but after I make uber aware they then reply and say oh we're sorry it was an inconvenience to you I was like oh man yeah exactly I'm like no no me feeling afraid is not an inconvenience you putting mayo on my sandwich instead of ketchup is an inconvenience this is a problem that you need to address and bring it to your attention and to be fair it wasn't just that he also drove very erratically and didn't acknowledge me when I got in and his sign and his everything it was just a weird experience by the time I got home he'd been driving so sharply and aggressively I actually got sick when I got in and I don't really have a hard time with my stomach with traveling it was just such a like it was driving so quickly and swerving and then I had to ask him to open the door so I could get out and it was just that's an unsettling situation and it's frustrating then that you let somebody know and I didn't kick off I just said hello just want to make you aware I had this experience today the driving was you know unsafe and also I just want to query could you update this policy perhaps it's a policy for Uber because I've been in other taxis and other ride shares and nobody's ever locked the door but it's happened to me like three times with Uber and I just don't understand it and it's not an auto lock scenario it's a press the button when you've gotten in you've addressed the person and I just think it's really strange and you need to consider how unnerving that is for a woman and how it could be potentially triggering you know somebody may have had an experience where they were tried to be they weren't able to get out of a car or they were being forced into a car. And that's a story for another day. But I did have that experience. And I just think if you've been given the information, do better. You know what I mean? You can't do better until you know better. I, maybe nobody at Uber thought about it, but I brought it to your attention. So do better then. We're sorry for the inconvenience. Here's five books towards your next journey. <laughs> just change the policy. Yeah. <laughs> just change the policy. And then I had another experience where me and my pals were sea swimming, as we've just been talking about, and we all love. And the area of the beach that we go to, you're not allowed dogs. There's loads of dog parks and dog beaches in Vancouver, which is brilliant. But this particular one, you're not allowed it. And a man was with his dog. The dog charged us. He was a pretty big dog. The guy is looking at us from across the beach on the phone very casually saying that his dog is causing mayhem and doing nothing like if my dog was running somewhere if I had one I'd be like oh come back here stop causing a nuisance you know he looked at it and let it do whatever dog in my bag pawing through my stuff uh ran through my my friend's things started trying to eat her food everything else and we just got his attention and said would you mind taking your dog please and he just looked us up and down like he's getting into our food and he just looked he like strut through us like a peacock and I said, well, that's the danger of eating outside, isn't it? Oh, God. <laughs> just like, what? And that, that was the best part of that exchange. It escalated. He um, used, he got very angry. And we just said, well, actually, this isn't a dog beach. Like, there's a sign before you come down. And as soon as we questioned him, he kicked off. He started using like, sexist slurs and he started shouting and uh, belittling us. And he made, he made it a whole production. This, like, stretched out, like, five minutes of him, like, taunting us while he was on the phone. And then telling the person on the phone, like, oh, I don't know, it's just a bunch of hormonal menopausal whiners acting like they own the beach just because they're women. And I was just like, what going on? Oh, man. Uh, Yeah. And then Sarah Everard being murdered while walking home and the media coming out. And the first thing they said was she shouldn't have been walking home at night 
upstanding member of elite police force under suspicion. So immediately the victim was being blamed for walking at night. And mm-hmm. the result was she was brought to a woods, raped and murdered. And her remains were found in Kent, which is further from London. And he was referred to as an upstanding member of an elite police force. And I'm like, this is so problematic. I'm not saying you should have a trial by media. Not at all. But don't instantly put the responsibility on the person who has been attacked and had her life taken away from her. Don't imply in any way that that was her fault because she was walking home at nine o'clock at night. So, yeah, I just had my fail this week of <laughs> toxic masculinity and patriarchy. So I'll go today and swim it all away. <laughs> Perfect yeah. timing. You did almost exactly six minutes. Right, uh, there you go. Yeah, you there got it right go. in your head. Well, <laughs> I, I would like to next time pick up on some of those issues um Mm -hmm. and we can maybe start seriously and then go back to something more frivolous fun yeah because fun is very important fun is important and you made that point and i thank you so much you you are a delightful person and i really appreciate talking with you and putting this on spotify itunes etc 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 so we will be in touch okie doke See you later. Nice job. Always Always a pleasure. You take care. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You've been listening to Filling the Air with Words, version 2.0. Find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, and Twitter. Dedicated to the life and memory of our friend Jane Shannon. 